What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Off The Record podcast, and let's get straight in to some breaking news. Pioneer DJ announced something that nobody cares about. Jamie's man bun incoming. And I hate driving. That is the news. Let's get into another Off The Record podcast. Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is Off off, off, off The Record. Off The Record. Off The Record. Yes, what's going on? Welcome back to Off The Record podcast. It is LJ, aka Lawrence James and... DJ, aka Danny James. And then... JH, aka Jamie Hartley. <laughs> we will never ever introduce ourselves like that again. We apologise. I think we could just start saying it's the usual, yeah. usual hosts. Yeah. Um, sorry, it's a little later than usual. There is only three of us doing a lot of stuff. It's been a crazy few weeks. There's been fifty nine thousand products out. Um, yep. This Black Friday starts next week, which is like our biggest week of the, of the year. So we've just been all hands on deck making content. Um, and it's a lot. So sorry, sorry this busy. is a bit later than usual. We are trying to keep it every week, but we're here and we are back. And yeah, yeah Jim, there's been a lot of talk about your hair. I know, I know. <laughs> it I know. is wild. It's, it's, it's popping on and YouTube. Just off camera, he's just been saying it's almost man bun ready. Nearly. <laughs> so so I'm excited. The, yeah, painting the picture. I, I, I thought I've never had long hair, so let's, yeah. let's grow it and let's see what happens. It. So I just let it grow. I've had it cut like once to try and neaten it up, but then I was like, well, if I'm going to grow it, I just need to let it grow. So yep. I've let it go wild. Yeah. YouTube have lost YouTube the mind. YouTube loves it. There's, yeah. there's definitely love and hate going on. We need to start its own Twitter or its own <laughs> Instagram bio. Yeah. And just show the journey. Because it's just so funny when you watch like a, a video from like over a year ago of you yeah. Yeah. to now it's like, Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild and out of control. I'm trying to tame it. I really am. But when did you this start is what, growing it? Oh, uh, well, um, well, let me think. It was, about, it was a, about six months or something, Yeah, it was maybe. about six months. Yeah. I mean, I've had it a bit longer before then. So yeah, I, yeah. off the back of lockdown, I left it a little bit longer, but I kept styling it back. And now yeah. I'm like, okay, I just want to let it grow and see where it goes yeah. and see what it looks like. I'm, ju- I'm jealous. I've been bald since birth. Yeah. <laughs> I am follically challenged. I cannot grow hair. So, <laughs> I'm, ex- challenged. So, <laughs> I'm excited to see the journey. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Segway. Back, back to some DJ news. Danny, your hair looks no. So, uh, yeah, Pioneer released a product this week, the uh, Flex 6. I can't get used to saying Flex. Hello. Uh, it's Flex 6 um, and GT version, which is basically it. Na- the Flex 6 now works with uh, Virtual DJ and Tractor, which is great. Um, and it's just had a bit of an upgrade facelift. So it's not major and it's kind of a way to for Pioneer. Pioneer have just basically um, improved their software so that Virtual DJ and um, and Tractor can, can be used on Flex 6, basically. Mm. And they've just shouted out about it and made it a bit more of a, a bigger release with a new controller. Yeah, and I think it reinforces the fact that this is like a new product range because yeah. The, yeah. the Flex 6 original one came out and then it was kind of on its own. Now the Flex 4's come out, it's like, okay, yeah, there's a new range here. I can guarantee there must be a Flex um, 8 or 10 or something coming, which is that high-end product to replace the DDJ 1000 mm. um, that works with multitude of software. When that comes out, I do not know, but I'm really excited about that one. And yeah, this is definitely a new product range. And I'm, I'm really happy to see that Pioneer are actually opening back up opening to working doors. with other software because yeah. there was a time, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people listening to this that might be new, but for those that don't know, there was a time only a couple of years ago where Pioneer did used to make 
controllers for Serato controllers, you know, then they uh, for Tractor and everything. Yeah. And then they brought out their own software record box and went, ha, ah, yeah, let's stop making products for everyone else and you. let's just make them for ourselves and, and let's really like bottleneck the industry. And I think they tried and tried. DVS, they just could not pull people away no. from Serato when it came to yeah. DVS. So they gave up on that. Plus, plus got, Virtual DJ just said, well, we'll just make the software work with your yeah. controllers anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you might as well work with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do it anyway. And make it official. Like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that, that's good. That's, that's good, good for the industry. Is, I mean, is, they're only yeah. going to sell more products that way Big anyway. Time. So, you know, fair play. Big yeah. time, yeah. Um, and yeah, but speaking of Virtual DJ, they sent over a early version of their new stems, which is coming out. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. So again, it's one of those things of, we knew when stems dropped and it had such a big reaction, everyone's calling for it to be record box. Um, and then Virtual DJ, well, Virtual DJ has, has had it for years, right? So yeah, they, did, they yeah. have just wildly improved it. We've, we've got the test version but they have just um, wildly improved their their version as well. So again, it's just one of the another one of those instances where the industry pushing the industry yes. yeah. to, for innovation to get better better products, um, and that's just great for us. Basically, mm. we've had t- I've tested it and it sounds unreal. Like you have to process the stems, but once they're processed, is that yeah. just like analyzing them? Good. Like you just analyze them, yeah. So you just yeah. drag them into kind of an analyze folder. Yeah, takes a while, but. You know, one that once they're done, they're done. But so I you, will say you need yeah. a high spec computer because even mine is but, only like a couple of years old, but it's not an M1, yeah, a Mac right. M1, and mine struggled to analyze them. It was taking ages, and then it just kind of gave up when it oh, got near yeah. the end. But and it, I couldn't test it. It was you that had to test it on your laptop. But it does tell you that when you download it, unlike yeah, you know, yeah. unlike Serato. I mean, obviously Serato is not out yet, which is all teething. But as soon as you download it, it says you, you're going to need an M1 <clears> Mac or a high level laptop to work for this, which is as long as you got the warning, yeah, and you don't, you know, you're not yeah. taking. So taking, with the with the new technology then if you don't analyze it does it just put it to the version that it had before it's similar yeah it doesn't right. it's just not as clean it's doing yeah. it on, it's doing it on the fly it's not as clean whereas okay. serato's is just you can do it on the fly it sounds unreal yeah so yeah um next bit is i hate driving um i had a gig this yeah. weekend this weekend and uh moves me on to an interesting topic but yeah i had a gig this weekend in scotland which is well it's like you get to scotland and then you still got two hours that's how far it was so it was yeah. like a six hour drive so it's just an interesting debate of, so this was a guest set. So book through my booking agent, a guest set. Um, so the night before I've done a resident set. So night before I got paid 250 pounds to DJ resident set, 12 till, uh, 12 till four or 12 till three. Um, and that was, you know, 20 minutes away from my house. Yep. The day after I get paid best part of a thousand pound, but I've got to drive five hours, five and a half hours, stay over in a hotel, drive five and a half hours back. So I miss most of my day Saturday, most of my day Sunday. Yeah. And it's like, kind of like, would you rather? So what is, it, it, you know, there's a thing of like, you know, if you want to become a better DJ, you start off as a resident, then you get guest bookings, yeah. but everything's kind of relative. Here, yeah. do, do you know what I mean? Oh, it's like, sure. you know, it, just because you might want to be a guest DJ, it's not sort of as plain cut as simple as, you know, just rocking up to a club. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and also, yeah, the set was an hour, the set was an hour as, as opposed to like a resident set as well. So it's like, they're the two differences. And it's like, you know, what, what would you actually prefer? to be yeah. doing on a regular mm. basis. But that time, so yeah. so if you're just looking at it from money and the time perspective, mm. it probably works out yeah. similar or even worse off, worse off yeah. because you're spending so many hours traveling and staying yeah. over and you're losing that time. If if time is valuable to, you know, for other things that you do in your day-to-day life. Yeah. Now, if you are just a straight up artist, you don't have any other income coming anywhere else, then do you think, okay, well, that is a night's work yeah. that I earn more money off than the previous night's work. Uh-huh. And is that better? Because it doesn't matter about the time. It just matters about getting as many nights with the highest value as possible. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then do you lean into being an artist? Yeah. The other question I've got is, you know, 
what does it do for you? Like, how was the gig? How did it feel? Was it a good gig? Did you feel like there's a difference between the resident gig and the artist gig? Yeah, obviously, obviously I'd say I prefer, prefer guest bookings. It, they're usually an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. So you can just go all in. Like, you know, the, you, there's no warm up or anything like that. You're straight into it. You've got an hour to choose from songs. And, you know, I'm a quick mixer, so I'm playing loads and loads of songs and getting reaction on every song. Yeah. So the intenseness of the set, you know, you're filled with that adrenaline soon, like before and afterwards. It is more enjoyable but like you say everything surrounding it and like you said to, to kind of get to that level I've, I've put out content for years and and i've got a booking agent that kind of thing so a lot of stuff has gone into getting those gigs so it's like you say it is a time you might look at it and be like well you're getting paid you know four times more than you a resident yeah. would but there's also four yeah. times more work that would need to go into for sure it. yeah do you know what i mean so but this leads us on to kind of today's topic which is talking about kind of dj branding now I've spent the best part of this year, you know, putting together our how to get gigs course. So we've been super high focused on what makes a DJ's brand, basically. So we're just going to talk about it. Um, and I'm just going to ask you a few questions, boys. So yep. in terms of branding, so let's just go through kind of, sort of a checklist. Like, So does a DJ need a logo, for example? It is a vision. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Some yeah. sort of it like needs- visual. Because, a visual because icon time's... or logo. Yeah. Yeah. It can be their name, but it needs to, like, a visual thing, not just, like, a typed-out yeah. aerial. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is a DJ name important? I'm I'm always, like, 50-50 on this. Yeah. I'd, I'd no. Sometimes, like, I think if you're an artist, then maybe. Yeah. But I think if you're just a DJ, your normal name is fine. Yeah? Yeah. Because it's what go- it's what you're put doing with that name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. If, if you're, if you choose a name, if you choose, a, like, a silly name, and, but, you know, you've got loads of, credible tracks out and, and you've got yeah. lo- you're getting loads of views and stuff, then it doesn't matter what your name is. Yeah. However, if you do choose, a, 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 if you choose, or if you just use your own name and then if you're trying to be a, um, you know, a house artist or something and you've got yeah. a DJ name and then you're going out and you're playing like open format gigs yeah. and stuff like that, it doesn't really work. So yeah. the name is only as important as like you make it, I think. That makes sense? Yeah. Um, does a DJ still need a website? I wouldn't know. Nah. Not anymore. Nah. Different time. You can put all your booking information on any social media. Yeah. So, yeah. like, realistically, what is a website there for yeah. now? Yeah. yeah. You know? No need. People go to a website to, like, probably learn something new or find out something yeah. from the internet. Um, yeah. They probably won't just go to a random DJ's website to, like, find out about them. They will probably go off their website to the social media that's linked. I mean, it's not a bad thing having a website. I'm not saying it's a negative thing. Yeah. You know, there's obviously... Is, is pros it, it, to it, but yeah. I it, don't think it's necessary. Is it when you get to a certain level? So if you're doing like shows in different cities. Do, do you know what I'd say? I think if you are like a mobile DJ, an event DJ, yes. I think yeah. a website is more important because Big you've time. got to hit the SEO yeah. and that will help you, you know, get that search engine optimization in there so that people are searching for local wedding DJs. You're Big more time. likely to come up because they're not going to search on Instagram for that kind of thing. So think about who your audience is. You know, a website will be very useful if that is your end goal is to be playing, you know, a lot of events and functions. Um, And think about the content you're putting on your website. There's no good just like making a really fancy website that has very minimal words on there. Just remember that if you're making a website for Google, you've got to write words on your website for Google to actually like crawl and understand. So write blog posts around relevant terms that people are going to be searching for, you know, like how much uh, how much do i need to pay for uh, wed- my wedding dj yeah, yeah. Pl- write a blog yeah, post yeah. about that plus you'll have your pa- your packages on there so if you've got all the equipment yeah. you yeah. have like a base package or a pro package or platinum exactly, package yeah. things mm. like that and obviously like you'll have like re- videos to like your old gigs and and 
and various links and things like that. So yeah, yeah, like you said, different types of DJs. And like you said, like I was saying before, if you get to like an artist level and you're playing like a different city every night, and maybe you put all your gigs where you are on your website. Yeah. Might be an easy yeah. place for people to find. Mm. But um, even artists, but even it, like musicians that I follow, I yeah. never think to go on a, their, I, I don't even think they have websites. I just go to like yeah. Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster yeah. or something, or I just go to, you know, there's other services that I think mm. give you that information in or a much do, better or way. Or they do like linking bio on their, uh, yeah. on their uh, socials. Yeah. Everything's there. Um, are mixes still important? I'm talking about Mixcloud, SoundCloud mixes. I don't know how I feel about this because I, I yeah. feel like in the world of like content that shortness. we're in now, it's shortness. short. I, I feel like people don't have the time for long mixes anymore. Like I could be wrong, but like I feel like these younger people are not going to be bothered for listening. There's no visual thing there and it's like, it's just listening. In, I, I, is, it, is it more important just for practice terms, do you think, in terms of just getting the skills, be, being like keeping yourself creative? Yeah, I think I... I think what I'd find more appealing from my point of view is if someone had recorded a live set and put that up right. rather than just a set that they'd done at home. Yeah. Obviously, if you're not playing in clubs, then yeah, I'd still say probably do mixes. But yeah, I'd definitely be more attracted to a live set and I think that might do better maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I am torn a bit. I think my initial gut instinct tells me that if you're kind of... One, if you if you're building up maybe like a YouTube profile mm. and you kind of re- use that recording and then put it on SoundCloud and it's and, and that feeds back, but I don't know like how well just uploading SoundCloud mixes and Mixcloud mixes do. Now there are tons of DJs that I know um, on Mixcloud, for example, people like John Digweed that do really well. Like Mr. Bibbs, one of my friends, is like big on it. Um, DJ yeah. Blighty, yeah. he gets hundreds of thousands of Mixcloud views. Now they've been doing this for. 10 years yeah. a bit consistently. Um, I, don't, don't, I just don't know how easy it would be to still get people to listen to long mixes. But saying that, you know, go and try it out. Like I haven't done one for a couple of years now. I was I, thinking about this the other day. Like, the, so, you know, when you do like student nights, we'd do like freshers mixes and yes. there'd be like a freshers mix, which would get given out to students. And then the yeah. students would listen to it, get ready to come to the night. But then now that we've got like Spotify, where there's like a hundred freshers playlists on well, Spotify. I was just about to say this. When we upload something on TikTok or something like that. Yeah. Or even on YouTube, people will go, they don't go, where's this mix? They go, have you got a Spotify playlist? Yeah. That's interesting. So they just want the, yeah. they just want the songs? Or, mm, you, yeah. or what's the track ID? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they want to add it to their own playlist. Yeah. Now, I, I'm just going to jump back in here about yeah, the mixes. Yeah. So again, I'm going to bring it back to who is your audience yes. because yeah. I know for a fact that I'm not going to say this is this is set in stone, but there's an, you know maybe an older generation who aren't used to short-form content mm. that like to listen Big to time. radio, you know, like extended sets and music and they will listen to hours worth of music in the background when they're commuting whatever so if you if you are a selector if you can put a set together that is like you know it's a set it's not just like playing all the latest hits that you can just get on spotify and it Mm. gets delivered to you through the algorithms it's like can are you a dj that's that's bringing yeah a niche for and then that audience uh, will be forced to listen to you because they don't know what these songs are they don't know what to search on spotify to listen to this kind of music but they know they like it and then that's where you can hit that sweet spot and i think that's where the extended mixes are very very important if you're that kind of dj who is like a selector you know you're not just trying to do something creative with the latest top 10 even though you can make mixes you know but i'd say short form is probably better for that yeah but long form you know definitely if you've got some hidden gems that you know aren't you know you want to share with the world mm. there's definitely going to be an audience out there and and being consistent like you say and being that sort of source of like you know this dj's got some hidden gems yeah. every time yeah. i listen to the, their mixes 
I just want to know what all the music is because yeah. I, I've yeah. not heard it before. And that's where the long, long form comes yeah. in for me. Plus like as well, even if you're, even if, you know, your mixes aren't doing thousands and thousands of players, maybe like you say, you, you go back to like why you started DJing, right? Just for the fun of it. Yeah. And that is where, I mean, I do this all the time where I kind of rediscover something like lately I've, I've, uh, been diving into Bandcamp and places like that to find music where I'd gone off that for at least two or three years. I just go on my DJ pools, yep. look for like the edits and things like that. And because and then because it was a bit more, it's just easier, right? But this way now of finding all these ed, these unique edits on Bandcamp, on SoundCloud, and things like that, I've really enjoyed over the last month, and I've enjoyed the sets more. Yeah. So it's all kind of feeding back in um, to it. So again, maybe just go back to the fun and when anything when it, you do anything that's fun and not forced, you tend to get results anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, you can be more consistent with it anyway. So mm. I think um, it's the same thing in so many parts in life as well. Time. Like if you, you know, you, you might be really excited about something, you start to do it on a daily basis. You then start to do it for other people and you're not necessarily doing it for yourself anymore. Yeah. You know, there'll be artists doing the same thing that will, ha- you know, they'll do their own thing when it comes to art and then suddenly they'll become famous and it's like they're trying to make art for the people that have bought the previous bits of yeah. art off them yeah. and they're not actually making it for themselves anymore and that's where this you get this detachment. Yeah. The same happens, you know, like you were saying as a DJ and I think mm. it's just reminding yourself, like you say, very good point. Um, when, when you're making a brand, you won't even know this unless you're doing it, but there's a lot of aspects that go into it. I'm talking about kind of the visual aspects and and things you need like video editing, Photoshop, things like this, like you become, you know, multifaceted in, in, in the way you work. Mm. What skills, what other skills did you two do when you're creating your brand and becoming a DJ for, for yourself? Like what other skills did you learn what, as you were building a brand as a DJ? Uh, design stuff for me. Yep. Yeah, like, you know, like going back to the freshest thing, start yep. of every year, you'd have all your gigs lined up for the year and then I'd make like a poster around that to put on. Instagram, yep. Facebook, things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't really say, I didn't do much video stuff. Yeah. But yeah. But a good one though, wouldn't it? Like it would be a good thing to learn or again, it's that thing of learning it or outsourcing it to someone's really good. Now, oh, if yeah. you don't have many gigs and you don't have like the money coming in from DJing to justify yeah. it, this is where you're going to have to learn things. So off the top yeah. of my head, you're going to need to be good at kind of Photoshop or Canva or yeah. something for, yeah, yeah. for some visual assets, potentially, or video editing. Obviously everything's video. Instagram's like 90% video now. Yeah. So being able to edit things, I mean, you can do everything on your phone now. Oh yeah, like, I was looking at InShot the other day, like how deep that goes. I didn't even realize. It's crazy. But it's, some of the stuff you can do is great. Like a hundred percent. Like if you're uploading mixes and things like that to try and get gigs and trying to get a fan base, then you're going to need to have some kind of knowledge on editing. And luckily, you know, YouTube's out there for you to be able to find out anything. Yeah. But yeah, you might need to just have some more skills added to your asset as added to you as a DJ. Like I say, it's just not, it's just not a thing anymore. Where you just go out, get some gigs, press play, come home, go to yeah. bed. Like, yeah. <laughs> kind of depends where you want to be. Like, like you say, if you're an event DJ, you've got so many things to to do. You're running a business basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before then, before I was even took up DJing, I yeah. as a kid, like literally, at like I think eleven or twelve years old. I was teaching myself Photoshop. It was just something I was genuinely interested in was graphic design. And I learned how to like design and I was really into design before I was even a DJ, before I was into, before I started DJing. So, and I've said all through my life to various people, I've said, I'm so, so grateful that I learned that at such a young age because it it has come back to help me out in so many ways, shapes and forms throughout my life, not just in DJing, but in other things, you know, in personal life and everything, being able to just put stuff together on Photoshop or Illustrator and just have that, 
ability to design stuff, visual assets, which then played into video editing, which again, I taught myself, but added that to the, you know, those two things hand in hand can literally change your career. I fully believe it can because like anything, there are hundreds of products out there, but you buy the one that is marketed best for you. Um, And it's the same for DJs. There's hundreds of DJs out there, but if you can visually sell yourself in, in a certain way, then I guarantee you'll get booked over some other brand or some other person that isn't. And that's going back to branding, you know, don't just look at the DJ industry when you're thinking about your brand, look in the shops, when you go shopping, look at what products are out there where there are hundreds of different varieties of the same thing and which one of those attracts your eye. And, 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 and you can get inspiration from that. So if there's a product that you're drawn to maybe build your DJ brand around that style of, you know, font typography, the colors, anything you can get inspiration outside you know the best inspiration comes from outside of the industry you're trying Big to time. create yeah. in as well and, and you can bring it back to the industry so it's like right pick your look we do this in the how to get gigs course you're like right you select like your three five best djs like okay what is it about these djs are they technical are they funny like you know somebody like fisher yeah who's got a brand yeah. where you know personally don't even i'm not even crazy about his music but i follow him because he's hilarious yeah and that that all builds into it. Somebody like James Hyper who's super technical, like what, mm. you know, what appeals to you about that? Do you know, is that why you want to go out and buy four decks? It's yeah. like all, all plays into it. And that's, that's like I say, that's the kind of journey that we went on by making the how to get gigs course earlier this year. And throughout that kind of whole course, it's break, broken down into, like you say, the, the kind of defining what you want to be and then going through, um, finding like inspiration, creating a brand and then, like, you know, networking and finding all those gigs and things like that. So go and check that out. How to get gigs course on our website. We are crossfader.co.uk. And while we're on courses, we might as well talk about, well talk about Black Friday's coming up. Yep. yep. Big Black Friday Big weekend. Time. It's our biggest sale of the year. Uh, if you've followed us for years, you know what it is. It's 50% off everything, basically. It starts on Tuesday, the 22nd. Um, so keep an eye on all our socials. It is um, only live for a week. So it is just the best time to... Um, and it's so worth saying that we don't ever do a 50% off sale at any other time any of the year. Time. So it's only this time of the year where you can get that big of a discount. So obviously, if you know this is, you know, something for the long run and you've got, you know, a, a lot of learning yeah. on your journey, then, you know, bulk it up, yeah. you know, plus buy, a, buy a couple of courses and yeah. last year the whole year. Plus, plus this year, around why we're so excited to get, you know, more students or have you guys, you know, get some uh, different courses. We've got a huge different a selection of courses that w- wasn't available last year. Mm. You know, we just started kind of the DJ hub. So the DJ hub is still there. It's got way more content on it than it did last year. Uh, we've got the hip hop course. We've got the house course. So it's, and we've got the how to get gigs course. Yep. So there's, there's so many more things. We're excited about it. And I'm excited to buy some clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need some new trainers. I'm going to New York at Christmas. So I need some new trainers. I need a new coat. I need... Yeah, I seen. I seen. With me and Johnny just saw a, um, a TikTok of this money guy saying he's basically on Black Friday. What you should be doing is, uh, if you've already got a plan to buy something and it's fifty percent off, then you're saving fifty percent. But if you spend something that yeah, you yeah, wasn't yeah. gonna buy, then you're losing fifty percent. I was like, that's incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> so if you were gonna buy a course, buy one. <laughs> but that's incorrect because I love the impulse. I I wait for yeah. Black Friday. I like to have Black Friday with an open mind. I'm like, yeah. what? What is going to pop into my eye on Amazon? Yeah. I'm the same. I'm like, I, yeah, everyone does. Like, I didn't know I needed that. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I do need to make sushi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. bought, I bought blenders. I bought a sushi kit yeah. last year. Like, just whatever comes to mind. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, buzzing about um, Black Friday. So keeping out on that on all our socials. Um, it's happening next week. Um, 
Should we have a or when people are listening, maybe or this week. People are <laughs> yeah. Depends when we get it online. We don't know when this goes out. Right. Should we do a game? Yeah. Right. Now, yeah. wait a minute. It's not higher or lower this week, oh. but it is a game. Okay. And it's talk about DJ Brandon. It all leads into it. So, this game is called Go DJ. Oh, wow. Or No DJ. Go DJ or No DJ. There is a list of 10 DJ names here, and some of them are real. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are made up uh, this is this is the, I had, uh, I what's had, it called the um i had a great time was it jimmy fallon or someone who did this at I heard, coachella I, I heard it on a podcast on my, on my drive to scotland and i thought that's hilarious let's do it yeah. right. um and i had a great time finding these i had a great time making some up as well so <laughs> What are we keeping score of the series? I'm I don't pretty know. Sure I Jamie's think this... leading. It's something like three two. Something, something like that. that. Yeah. We're gonna like have we to should, go back and listen to go through back. the episodes. Yeah. But um, if I feel <laughs> like this is gonna be harder than higher or lower. You know? <laughs> I really do because you, you can't feel, tell. Well, I feel like what you're gonna do is you're gonna try to get into my mind of what I could possibly make up. That's the kind yeah. of way you're gonna do it. But okay. some of these are just phenomenal. Right? Is it ten names? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now, yeah, it's ten names. Oh. Right. Go, DJ. Or no DJ, Vinyl Richie. <laughs> I want that to be real time. Yeah, saying I'm go saying DJ. Real. Go DJ. It is go DJ. Yeah. That is a real. It's a great name. DJ. Great yeah. name. I love these ones where they, they, they spin off. <clears throat> right. DJ Twat. <laughs> Oh, DJ, I bet there is like a DJ bedroom DJ twat. that's named himself. These are, are these, these are artists? proper DJs, or, 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 is, not, or not? Or not? <laughs> I'm gonna say no DJ, but yeah, I bet nah. it is. I bet it is, but I'm saying no. No, no, it is go DJ. Oh. It, it, it's twat stands for there was a time. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, go DJ or no DJ? DJ Juicy Fruits. No DJ. No DJ. No DJ. I made right, that one up. Cool. Um, I've got two, by the way. Yeah, okay. keep your scores. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I just, wasn't I just noticed you wasn't counting. I'm just enjoying the game. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face. <laughs> cool Willie Brothers. <laughs> uh, I'm saying go DJ. I'm saying no DJ. Uh, it is go DJ. Oh, they are amazing. twins. They are twin twin brothers. Uh, right. Hope you're playing along at home in the car or something. <laughs> <laughs> DJ lose controller. No DJ. No DJ. No DJ. <laughs> God, God, I, mean, I, was, no DJ. I, I was reaching for that. That is a no. That is a no. DJ. People wow. can listen and go. Okay, well, there's a name for you there. Right. Yeah. Osama Spin Laden. Oh, my oh God. Go, go, go DJ. Go DJ. <laughs> I would say go. <laughs> oh, is I, it? Yeah, I would never make that go up. That is, that, is, that is a good. Good uh, borderline offensive, God. but it yeah, is, it, is, it is okay. Right, uh, uh, oh my God, I've lost my thing. James Skype, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, so this, you know, this is a fantastic game. Yeah. I am I, never listen, calling him James Hype again. We won't be doing this every week because there's not that many out there. <laughs> no DJ, oh, okay. James Skype, go no, no, no DJ. DJ, no DJ, right? Oh. <sighs> <laughs> DJ PayPal. Oh, yeah, yeah, go DJ. Yeah, go DJ. Yeah, do you know? Have you heard of him? I think I have, yeah. yeah I Sounds familiar. Them, yeah. Yeah. yeah, DJ PayPal is real. Right. Uh, <clears throat> DJ Micro Penis. 
<laughs> I'm gonna say go DJ. I'm gonna say go DJ. Yeah. Go DJ. Oh my hey, god, amazing! I, I even saw like a flyer of him. He's like quite. It's quite a big DJ. I don't think he's in America, but yeah. Right. DJ Micro Penis. Last one. Hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Hot Q Jackman. Hot Q Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Is he no, DJ, no, no DJ. No DJ. No DJ. Uh, <laughs> Danny won that one. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. hoping you'd have another one on there that I've seen before called Chill Collins. Chill Collins. Amazing. Yeah. What was the score? I uh, got I nine. Yeah, I got one less. Eight. Eight, nine. Right. Well, we'll try and work oh. out who's winning in the series. Yeah. That was an amazing game. That Bravo. Was great. Bravo. Have we got was, a clap? We do. Was, uh, we claps. Very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't be doing that every week because there wasn't that many. I couldn't find. It took me long enough to get that game together. That was good. <laughs> um, James <on>. Skype. <laughs> <laughs> moving um, on, we have our amazing um, Discord community. I'm also live um, every Thursday on Instagram. I'm going to go live after this um, podcast, actually. Um, answering your questions. Yep. And a, a, a quite a big question was um, a lot of... DJs, obviously, when you first start out. Um, by the way, if you want to join our Discord, go and search Crossfader Discord. Loads of thousands of DJs in there. Um, we run prizes and giveaways and all that kind of thing in there. So um, um, go and check out our Discord. Get involved. Um, he said, I've just got my first gig this weekend. Congratulations. Nice. And um, I'm asked to do a two-hour warm-up set. What's your kind of advice for warm-up set? And what is the difference between a warm-up set and a main set? Mm. I mean, it's self-explanatory, but if you're new, maybe it's not. Yeah, what's the difference? Um, I'd say. Oh, what's yeah, the difference? Well, what's the difference? Okay, right. And what, how would you how would you go about planning it? Rule number one: just don't play any of the big songs. Um, but yeah, I'd say have a lot of fun with it because mm. warm up is the time to do that and experiment with things that you know. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to get there, and it's not going to have a lot of people there. Yeah. Maybe for quite a while. So have fun, experiment, try things out that you wouldn't, you know, try out in the middle of the night. And yeah, like I said, don't play anything big. Keep it to not chilled songs necessarily, yeah. but like, you know, just none of the big hitters. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I'd say, yeah, I, I, I sort of second that really. I think th for the difference between it as well is, you know, hold back, like you said. Yeah. Um, the main set, th you think about your audience like way more than anything else. So mm. just make sure that you're engaged with the audience and you understand what they're there for because that's the main part of their night as well as the main part of your night. Um, whereas the warm-up is, they're not like, you know, it's it's not like you have to be super strict around music policies. Sometimes you can kind of be a bit more fluid. It's about getting them prepared and they don't need to hear all the latest hits. Like, yeah. you know, they, yeah. I always draw for random remixes of stuff. So they yeah. kind of get a hint of something they know, but it's maybe a remix they've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and again, when I say remixes, don't go super intense when the dance floor is empty. You know, yeah. keep it more chilled. Um and think about your different BPMs as well. You know, if it's a warm up and the main part of the night is going to be up at a house BPM, then you can afford to drop it down to like your 118 BPM, 120 BPM, because yeah. that stuff might not go off in the main part of the night, but it's still, you know, got that four by four yeah. housey sound to it. Or if, you know, you're, you're playing a hip hop gig. Yeah. Back catalogs, I suppose. Like, back catalogs. Or just like, yeah. you say, like you say, with, 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 um, with an event, with with a genre, like you say, with hip-hop, you're right, okay, we're doing a hip-hop night. Well, what are the other um, genres surrounding hip-hop? So you've got R&B, you've got dancehall, bashment, things like that. So 
if you're playing a warm-up set of hip-hop, you're not going to go and play like Sicko Mode and God's Plan or anything like that because they're the hype tunes. Yeah. But you can play some night R&B, 100%, early doors, some reach for some R&B cuts. If you're playing a you know house night or something, there's so many subgenres of house. So maybe you reach for some kind of deep melodic stuff early yeah. on. Um, and you can, like you say, you can introduce things that they still know. If it's still a commercial crowd, you can still have a bit of an edit of it or you know, create a live mashup or something mm. like that. Um, but yeah, but I think all of us will agree that it is a lot more fun than what you might think it is. Yeah, 100%. big time. Most, most DJs that I've ever worked with will always say that some of their best gigs ever were warm-up sets, usually for like a big, big event. Yeah. Um, it's because, also, remember, it is less stressful to a degree yeah. because in the main set, if, if you don't quite get it right, then you've got the full dance floor there that you might lose and you really struggle to get back. Whereas in a warm-up, if you don't get a track right, it doesn't matter too much because mm. you move on to the next one. As long as you don't do like the whole set wrong, you know. Yeah. But you can kind of move around a little bit more. And yeah. I think as well, the mixing style is another thing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in a warm-up... You'll be cutting up yeah. hundreds of tunes, yeah, trying to get the energy going like... Hey, and here's the thing as well. So there's not pressure. Your pressure is getting the, getting another gig. So a, a D, if you're if you're if I'm walking into a set and you're warming me up and you're like I say you're playing you know sicko mode or, or something, I'm gonna be fuming. Yeah. Like you know if I'm if I'm going in and you're playing it's a house night and you're playing all Fisher's bangers. I'm going to be fuming because I'm, you know, I'm ready to play that. Yeah. Like, I, you're the main DJ. It's going to go back to the promoter and like, don't get that warm up again because yeah. it just, it like, it, it ruined the night because like, like, yeah, they peaked too soon. Happened to me, uh, my guest set, I walked in and the guy was playing Show Me Love and I'm like, bro, <laughs> 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 help me out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the kind of, if you're kind of on that edge of like, oh, you know, it's, it's getting there and I, I just want to kind of have my little moment, like, yeah, you'll have a great, you might play some tunes that get a reaction, but then, you know, what is the promoter and manager going to think when um, the next DJ comes on and you've played like all the tunes? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So just think about that. Um, another question revolves around, you know, there's been so many um, product releases recently and, you know, they keep upping the game, all these companies, but it's like, what is it that still we would want to see within DJ equipment. Now we've had this adaptability with the Flex 4 coming out with the uh, Record Box app, which is to come, um, which is to come in 2023, which is a, a positive thing. But it's like, you know, what is what is left? And I was thinking about this when <laughs> when Serato came out with Stems, yeah. like the day after it announced, one of the big uh, was it SK3 or Puffy? One of the big um, um, freestyle Serato DJs did. was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if it could do this? <laughs> and it's yeah, like, yeah. you've just give us this amazing thing and already it's not quite enough. So that there's always these little things that aren't they on like equi yeah, equipment? It's or tricky though, isn't it? It is tricky, but then you think about, right, okay, we've got like the XZ. Well, that's annoying because you can't use four channels on it with a standalone. Mm -hmm. So there is the so there is something that you could release XZ2 tomorrow <laughs> with that on it. So there's always yeah. little, is there anything you like you would think like, okay, this is what needs to happen. Like if you think about the, st the stuff like, you know, the Flex 4s come out with the, mm. the, uh, the mic for the USB, uh, the USB output for the mic so you can stream mm. now. So it's, there is still stuff that's happening. You're like, oh yeah, that's that makes sense. It tends to be little things, doesn't yeah. it? But then I always find like, it's like with Serato Stems, it's like you don't realise that you wanted it until it's there. <laughs> and then like you try it for the first time, it's like, how did I DJ before this? And But yeah, you never think about it. It's, I don't know, it's tricky. It for, for me, it, it doesn't necessarily come to hardware. I think the next big step that comes off the back of Stems, and if any of the software manufacturers or other people are listening that want to develop this, go for it. Um, I think it comes down to the user-generated um, music curation. So... Right. 
if you imagine you sign up to Tidal and you've got access to all this music, now you can separate that music. Any song in the world, you can separate it, get the yeah. vocals, get the instrumentals. Yeah. So there's there's thousands of creative people out there that are going to come up with mashups, with edits, with ways of putting songs together in, in totally new ways now. Yeah. And I feel like there should be a way to record that edit mm, and right. then make that publicly available. Maybe yep. you have your own DJ profile or crate or something within yeah. that service that you have all your edits in because we know in the past that's been a thing like yeah. people will make their own edit packs and give them out for free it's, download it's, or one, it's, so. it's one of the most um biggest reasons why you kind of join a record pool what i do is that yeah, yeah. dj exactly amazing. Yeah. it makes mm. you makes you set stand out you, um, you've got like the hype intros you've just got the so your standard mashups but you've got edits that djs make which are getting less and less because places like beat source like you say with licensing and things like that yeah, yeah. but you know these but now this is the thing. Yeah. So with licensing, so now we've got streaming integrated. They can track every single play of every single thing. So mm. they can track if if DJ puts song A and song B together, yeah. that 50% of it's song A, 50% song yeah. B, for example, or how much time is played <laughs> yeah. equates to what percentage. Right. They okay. can they can collect that data, right? Yeah. Mm. So then they make a mashup of those two tracks. They know that, let's say, 70% of it's song A, 30% song B. They can then distribute those royalties if that track gets pieced together and put into an edit. Yeah. They distribute the royalties when next DJ plays it, 70% to that artist. Yep. to this artist yep. and yeah. this is where actually you can support the creativity from the DJ's perspective as well as the artist because of that streaming whereas in the yep. past people would download music make edits send it out for free download because it's an edit and then the the artists aren't actually getting any feedback mm -hmm. you know any payment off the back of that but yeah. with streaming that should be the next I feel like that needs to be the next thing yeah. mm. um, uh, but that's not hardware based no. so <laughs> doesn't well, answer the question my, my one would be um, kind of more on like the big club setup, so the 3000s and things like that. So first one would be, I've got my beat source account, I've got my beat um, port account, yep. put a playlist in, streaming thing, USB in there, take it out, go to the club, put the USB in, have all my yeah. streaming tracks readily available. And even just if we take it, if we go to like, you know, 2030, let's say I can do that with Serato, pull it out, uh, put my um, USB in, go to beat source on the three. What will it be then? The 5,000, CDJ 5,000. I've got stems. I've got my cue points. I've got my beat source all on the, um, all on the CDJ. Yeah. yeah. That's where. Stems know. needs, its, that's his word. Stems well, needs its own hardware control. I feel like oh, stems oh, needs yeah. a separate thing to, to the performance pad. So performance pads and stems should be separate to each other. Yeah. I feel like stems comes yeah. in the mixing side of things, whereas performance pads comes in well, the like editing and jumping around. Well, I wouldn't even mind if doing I'm stuff at, to the track. Look at the three thousands now. I won't even mind. You, you know, you've got your eight pads there. Yeah. I just like a little button stems, boom, and then the layer has got the stems. For that, that. Yeah, but then hit and a hot cue hot, yeah. and stems at the same time. You yeah, lose the hot cue functionality. I get, I get so that. I mm. think there needs to be like separate pads for stems or separate. Buttons like or if there was the the player that Pioneer brought out with the pads that time. You yeah, something like that. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. The future. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> right, guys. Like I say, Black Friday is depending on when this goes out live <laughs> or, or not live. <laughs> uh, it starts on the twenty second of November. November. Yep. Man, it's nearly Santa's nearly here. I can hear him coming down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is live. Biggest sale ever, all time. So never been a better time to learn. If you've just bought some decks, if you've been DJing a while, if you're an elite DJ, you want some more gigs, if you want to DJ hip hop, if you want to DJ house, there's everything basically. So go and check it out now. There's never been a better time. We don't do it throughout any other time of the year, not even like a one day off. Um, so go and check it out. And thanks for listening. And we'll be back again ASAP with another of the record podcast.
Nice. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.